Hi, this is Nick from Volume 1, and the brand new Volume 1 podcast was made possible by Royal Credit Union, Chippewa Valley Eye Clinic, and DebraBecker.com, offering State Farm Insurance. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Volume 1 podcast, episode 6. We made it this far. Uh, very exciting. Uh, my name is Eric Christensen. I'll be your host. Negative uh, 10 degrees in the valley this morning. Uh, the air feels like it's slapping you in the face, and my car didn't start this morning, so I walk to work. Uh, so hopefully I don't have frostbite. Do I? Maybe? Who knows? We'll know if one of my fingers falls off while we're recording. Um, tumultuous times. Uh, let's say hi to our producer, Nick Meyer. You hi, staying Eric. warm, Nick? You doing okay? I am. I'm, okay. I'm embracing it. It is very, very cold, but I mean, you, you got to live. You got to get out there. I'm going to try <laughs> to be the guy that's going to spin it nicely. But it, it's, <laughs> it is, it's miserable if you have uncovered skin. So yeah. it's an easy, easy problem to solve. At what point? At what point does it become too much? I guess we'll find out. Uh, we've got a, a terrific show lined up for you today. Uh, Going to be a little different. Uh, joining us for the entire pod are my colleagues, my fellow editors of Volume One, and dare I say, my friends, uh, Rebecca Menicky and Tom Giffey are both Let's here. Let's check in with them on that first. Is that true, you guys? Four friends? Pinocchios. <laughs> yeah. No, we're friends. It's it's great to see my friends' faces. Yeah. Because normally we're I, literally. For most of the time I've worked with Becca, she has. We have been wearing masks. <laughs> I have kind of forgotten what she looks like. Yeah, from the now nose we have down. plenty of distance between us, so it's we safe have great for a distance. Yeah. yeah, I haven't grown a mustache yet. <laughs> no, I haven't had to shave. <laughs> we should do this more often. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, the gang is all here. Pretty exciting stuff. Uh, volume one staff pod. Uh, very exciting. Uh, we just dropped the results for our annual best of the Chippewa Valley reader poll of 2021 and tom and becca are here to help us dissect the ins and outs of the poll uh trends upsets the best of the best funny stuff cool stuff weird stuff uh we're gonna talk about all that later on in the show but first uh we've got some scintillating local stuff to talk about uh lots of uh lots of cool things happening in the valley lots of uh lots of gossip <laughs> to get into some hot goss the tea um, and uh so we were, yeah, we had to change up the, the show a little bit at the last second because we had some major crazy news drop last week uh, that kind of spiraled out of control, and it's about the turf house in Eau Claire. Uh, we're talking turf today. Uh, last week, uh, we published some before and after photos of this house in Eau Claire that, that people, it's it's been called the turf house or the fake grass house or something. Uh, it has a lot of names, but basically because of its, you know, it's eclectic retro stylings and there's astroturf on the inside and the outside of the house really and high profile location on margaret street and yes. east side hill so a lot of people have seen it over the years yeah. yeah people know this place they've been keeping tabs on it it's been there for about 45 years it's a 45 year old house and people in town have always wondered what the inside of it has looked like you know it's one of those places where you drive by and you're like what the hell is going on in that place it looks very interesting. So, uh, but well, in, in October of 2019, the house went up for sale, right? And at that time, our photographer, Andrea Paul Sith, got some photos of the inside before it went under this extensive remodel project. Yeah, the people who bought it had the foresight to say, hey, we should document this. So <laughs> yeah. they, they invited us in to take yeah. those pictures. Very cool of them to do that. Uh, the family, yeah, they reached out um, and Andrea went, got some photos. And the inside, I got to be honest, did not disappoint. I mean, there's. <laughs> Bright patterned wallpaper everywhere, some blue and olive green fixtures in the kitchen, an indoor pool. 
indoor pool uh the moon, the east the moon room yeah the moon room my favorite thing about the moon room though is it's like it's <laughs> like the moon room but then plaid carpeting <laughs> like it's not just the moon room it was, yeah. it was full-on 1979 in there yeah, yeah pretty awesome stuff uh for some people i don't know so th- this this whole last year the family uh this woman's name is Karen Shane. Her and her family, ha- uh, they bought the house and they remodeled it and now they're selling it again. Some call that a flip. Uh, so they've been, you know, they put in an insane amount of work on this house. Like so much has changed. You know, there's, it looks like a completely different place on the inside. You know, there's, there's whites, white walls and gray wooded floors and lots of white and gray everywhere. Black countertops, just kind of a grayscale theme throughout the house. Very modern looking HG tv type stuff um so we published the before and after photos andrea went back to get photos after uh after they had done the remodel and we posted them the before and after and it blew up it blew up like crazy people have wanted to see this thing forever and um yeah there's a lot of comments either way people liked the remodel uh some people supported it they said oh wow look at all the work you put into that place it looks beautiful uh, and a lot of people were like, what did you do to this place? You completely ruined it. Um, man, hundreds and hundreds of comments were flying in. Um, yeah, one, I, mean, I could give you a little perspective on that too. As far, I looked up yeah. the stats quick before we started here. I don't even mm-hmm. know if you guys have looked at this. I mean, if we have a popular piece of content on volume1.org, usually that'll get 10,000 page views or something if mm-hmm. it's doing pretty well. We've had a couple of things that have had like 40,000 page views, like with the Walmart house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 that held out in the Walmart parking lot before it was sold to become a gas station, I think, yeah. soon. <laughs> um, that had 40,000 uh, page views okay. on average. Mm-hmm. This had already, and this is like just a few days in so far, has over 60,000 page views mm-hmm. already, uh, which Unreal. is- there's like 120 plus comments on there, which for our website is quite a bit because right. we don't well, publish a lot of stuff that people just love to just pile on right. and complain there about. There are a thousand Facebook comments. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. There, uh, the, the, just to give perspective, this dropped the same day as we posted the best of results. It got like several times as many hits as the the results, which you know mm-hmm. are some of them are most popular things of the year. Everybody wants to find out what won the best film to play. <laughs> so point is it's explosively Crazy. popular yeah. to basically just say all kinds of terrible <laughs> things about it. Yeah, man, the comments are in my favorite one of my favorite comments was like, oh it looks like it smells a lot better <laughs> in there. <laughs> uh which is probably true. Yeah, um yeah. but you know others called it soulless. You know, some called it a sad, sterile dungeon now, a mundane bore. People were being very poetic about how much they hated this place. Uh, As one commenter put it, uh, it went from Swank Town Deluxe to Institutional Prison Block White and Gray R.I.P. Awesomeness. Yikes. So what do we think? Becca, what's your reaction? So I'm really curious what people have to say about HGTV's house, (laughs) right? Like if they're that angry about like this cute local house like god what about some of the awful houses on hgtv i'm not i mean it's this lady's home like i'm not about to walk into somebody's home and be like god you're doing that all wrong like don't do it that way well she tends to sell it that's an important information so it's not her home Mm -hmm. but i mean so it's it's a business at that point Mm -hmm. i mean everybody acts like they would have wanted to live in what it was when most people wouldn't have kept it that way ever she has to make it so it can be sold. That's what houses that are that are built and redone and fresh and remodeled today look like when you sell them, whether you like it right. or you, not. You, mm-hmm. you want it neutral because the person that moves in can put their own personality yeah. in it. Right? And that's the thing. Sure. People aren't able to project onto the fact that there's no furniture in it. There's <laughs> nothing on the walls. Yeah. Like I mean, it has to be brought to life there. But I guess the bigger 
story of interest here is in just people's willingness to completely eviscerate this woman who thought it was a really cool house, wanted to do, you know, and, and she thought it was, wanted to keep some of those elements. And she, she thought about making an Airbnb at one point and kind of mm-hmm. keeping it in theme. Uh, but then, you know, there's a pandemic and whatever else, but they started it before that. So it, it, um, regardless of that, she knew it was interesting, but she also knew she had to be able to sell it and had to put the work into it. And she knew it would be controversial. But what's kind of heartbreaking about it is that her, she kind of reached out to us and she's like, I've heard that the comments are just vicious and yeah. terrible. Like my kids won't let me look at <laughs> wow. the, the Facebook post or the article on your website because she's going to feel destroyed by this when it's a completely normal sort of renovation whether you like it or not and so but people's willingness to online just to lay into somebody Mm -hmm. over what a huge mistake i mean the things that Mm -hmm. people were saying were just really terrible right it goes beyond just like oh i would have done it a little differently and we're we're all used to that with you know talking about you see it on tv station websites all the time or on their facebook feeds about politics and stuff like that but this is the remodeling of, of just a house in town I like to kind of liken it to like if your grandma comes over to your house and she does like the, you know, the white finger glove test, like, like who goes into somebody's home and is like, God, that's horrible. You're such a Karen. Like, Jesus. It doesn't help that her her name name was Karen. Yeah. I mean, it's admittedly a funny part of the story that her name is Karen, yet it's also sort of tragic, Um, which, you know, it, it really fueled a lot of people's personal attacks. Uh, yeah. which is pretty uncool thing for to happen in the comment section, this poor woman. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's well, a, it's, she's in this community. Like, people mm-hmm. forget what right. they're doing, and they she can see everything you're saying. Like, don't why would you want to be like that? Right. Who and are it, these people? It used to be that you'd only see comments like that on, you know, people using anonymous screen names, and now it's people, like, out there with their real names. Mm-hmm. One of the conclusions I came to about this was that, you know, online discourse has gotten very... Com- Competitive and toxic over mm-hmm. the years, if it hasn't always been. But it, this is a kind of a low stakes thing people can have a disagreement about <laughs> and know, can s- feel smart about right. in the comments. So, so many of us feel, mm-hmm. you know, we're been chastened over the years by how toxic political discussions are. So we don't even want to go there. <laughs> but at least this is something that people can, you know, if you and I have a difference of opinion over someone's interior remodeling job, we can argue about that on the internet and still be friends. It's getting harder and harder to argue about like politics or <laughs> social issues and still, you know, have respect for each other, sadly. My well, thing yeah, is, yeah, why ahead. do we even have to argue about it? Can't you just say it was a cool house before and after? It's, I don't know. Why do we have to make it into an argument? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. that that The argument, the divisive nature of it, is what drives the post-popularity, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, the photos are one thing, and it's kind of interesting to look at and comment on. But then, you know, you scroll through the comments, and there's hundreds of people that are saying it's trash, and you want to be the one that's like, well... <laughs> I don't think it's that bad, you know, and people want to feel smart about this kind of thing, you know, something that they have control over and can can emphatically talk about why why it's good or bad and yeah. they love to just feel superior in the comment section. Yeah. So it's it gets got pretty nasty on this one. I was amazed by how many architectural critics we have in the Temple Valley. <laughs> yeah. You'd think that would be a really niche thing, but so many architects in town. Thousands of them with opinions. <laughs> It's at a cross section too of everything our readers love. I feel like you know yeah. uh, history, like historical place, like unique places in town yeah. that that people have always kind of wondered about. Real estate, people love real estate. This is gossip at this point too. People love gossip, yeah. nostalgia, and snooping on other people's yeah. property might right. be everybody's yeah. favorite mm-hmm. thing. Sure, I mean, 
to look at it to maybe philosophically, you know, they, they always say there's nothing, there's no such thing as bad press, which mm-hmm. I don't think <laughs> is necessarily true, but this has gotten it in front of a lot more eyeballs yeah. than it would have been before. Oh, so it's going to sell in 24 sell. hours yeah. anyway, you know, <laughs> because I'm buying it. <laughs> and I'm going to flip it back. <laughs> I'm going to sink hundreds of thousands of dollars into it, and then I'll make everybody happy. So yeah. Instead of uh, plaid carpeting, you'll have stripes or mm. polka dots. Yeah, 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 exactly. There's any number of patterns you can do. It's pretty yeah. exciting. But yeah, getting nasty in the comments. <laughs> That's what we love. Becca, you had a chance to break some pretty cool national news. Did. This month, uh, this month, Altoona is the first place in America, the first place in the whole country, to build a rink for a game called Croca Curl, which you can say ten times fast if you want. Uh, it's a mix between a Canadian board game, which is called Crokinole, and curling, which we're all familiar with curling, and they're hoping it makes a splash or a uh, slide, I guess, here in the valley. <laughs> Yeah, you don't um, want to make a splash. There's something <laughs> yeah. wrong with the ice. It's going to crack. Um, yeah. So the rink is in River Prairie, and it's a, it's a big circular painted rink um, where you basically throw curling stones to the center, and it's based on this crokinole game. So, Becca, tell us about it. I mean, wh- <laughs> how did you hear about this? Yeah, initially? so this is really bizarre because it's been gaining popularity all across Canada, and mm-hmm. yet nobody's heard of it until now. The news doesn't get down so, here that quickly. Yeah, like what is with people in the United <laughs> States taking forever to get on cool trends? I don't know. Um, so, yeah, it's really cool because it's been moving across of Canada, um, Canada because it's um, very socially distant. Like you can mm-hmm. play and, you know, not have masks on and it's safe. And I think it's it really speaks to the ingenuity of right humans and people and community that we can um, do this kind of sport and create new things. Like who would have thought to combine uh, right a board game with curling? That's not <laughs> something I would have thought of. So I I just think that's really cool that like I don't know. I was trying to think of other games that you could try to combine with other games like Coob and Monopoly mm. or something like that. <laughs> it doesn't work. Like it does not Monopoly. work the same way. Don't break the ice. Remember that. That's good, yeah. Right. Good or game. Well, major major points go to mm. City of Altoona. I mean, they they yeah. they've thrown everything mm-hmm. they can at the wall with River Prairie to try to find what can we do to activate this space in some sort of way and to to grab something that truly is original to the United States but fits the the winter culture here and the mm-hmm. curling thing is huge here yeah i mean i curling is amazing and um it's super fun and, I, and it's gained popularity in this town too with a lot of younger people trying it and everything as well and to take that and put it in an outdoor version i mean they just deserve major major points for for seeking that out and my favorite thing try it. my favorite thing is that it's new to everybody like nobody's right. going to right. look stupid playing it <laughs> like i've never played curling oh, no, you still look stupid but, everybody but, but at least it, point. it's with everybody like you can have a little more fun with they're it. gonna have the first u.s tournament in it i was thinking we should form a team because <laughs> yeah. we could be like national champions the first it's year we well could. it's funny they they put it out that like hey there's this new thing in, in river prairie that nobody's ever heard of and the national championships are in a week. Well. So everybody get really good at it really quick. Yeah. And That's the only way I'm going to win a championship in anything. It's just right, like yeah. a total fluke. Nobody knows how to do it yet. I yeah. think we could do it. I mean, we went we went Kurt to the curling club as yeah. a staff of Volume 1 a couple of years ago, which was super fun. Um, I remember you told us all to wear stretchy pants, and I promptly ignored that. And, <laughs> you and my, your skinny one of my what first, happened? One of my first little lunges down the down the uh, curl uh, the ice I don't know what you call it 
Uh, I ripped the crotch of my pants right open uh, no. in front of all my coworkers. Mm. Yeah. It was, it was, it was fun. We fondly remember. So that's how Eric became friends with the people at Volume 1 rather <laughs> yeah. than just coworkers. Yes, I've embarrassed myself one too many times. Mm. <laughs> We're tighter than ever now. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it seems like Croak a Curl could become the next Coob, maybe. But yeah. the winter version. I mean, people play Coob in the winter, too. So it's not, you know. Right. But it's we pretty We can exciting. have both. Both are cool. <laughs> but like I said, I've been no, trying we, to, like, Canada is so cool that they came up with this thing. And, like, I, I, like, it I was took, it yesterday. It took poutine, I was like, like, years to get down here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, gosh, what's next? Like, hockey? 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 Yeah. <laughs> Maple syrup? What other, you know, national health care? Justin know, what, what Bieber? Got up there? <laughs> Drake? Drake, um, yeah. Just kind of people from Canada. Anyway. So you can rent, you can borrow gear, right? Yeah, yeah. I so think yeah, all the, can all the stones are out there. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a cool thing. And it's gonna, to get out there. Maybe I'll rip gonna... my pants on the crocano or crococurl this time. Maybe he'll learn his lesson so people don't have to see that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no. Sorry. So our final topic uh, is about development. We got a bunch of different development topics happening here in town uh, in Eau Claire. Uh, and we've been covering them in the magazine. But, you know, it's it's interesting thinking about the ways the city grows and how, you know, how you grow in in the city limits, how you grow outside. So we wanted to look at one particular project uh, happening in the town of Washington uh, right now. So uh, it's a development called Orchard Hills, and it's just proposed right now. It has a couple of uh, red tape hurdles to get through, but um, it calls for 116 new homes over 235 acres out in uh, near Lowe's Creek, just south of Eau Claire. So it's like pretty rural country style living down there right now. Um, but there's a, this big proposal to put a bunch of houses and in, in stuff down there. So some residents out there aren't too thrilled about it just because they've got that country lifestyle going. It's pretty private, uh, a lot of space out there. And then all of a sudden it would be kind of the suburban energy kind of pushing in. But yeah, so, I mean, this isn't new. I mean, yeah. there's, there's developments like this happening south of town and north of town and all over the place like crazy. It's just that this is the biggest one yeah. ever proposed mm-hmm. in the history of Eau Claire County all <laughs> That's at once. Insane. So that's what gets some people's attention. But I think, you know, we also were talking before, if I could jump into the, the Water Street Flats project yeah, too, yeah. because that's another example of development, but that's more of an infill development where there's, um, they're going to take down eight houses or so to put, uh, six or eight houses to put a bunch of uh, apartments and stuff down there that are kind of more for student housing and everything. And that's that started with some people against it, and now they're kind of more or less for it. And but all of these things are questions about how do you how does the community grow? Because everybody, it's easy to be against mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff, um, and people are right away. Always oh, yeah. they have yeah. that gut reaction every time when something so, new is proposed. They're like, oh well, that old thing that I'm used to is gone now. That's automatically bad. Uh, well, and certainly if you live near there, it <laughs> yeah, does yeah, have yeah. you know in the in the case of both the Water Street flats, and, you know, because there's going to be a lot more density right right, right there, not a ton, mm-hmm. but but in the case of of the. Uh, town of washington proposal there's a, a big big change and certainly if you if you walk around there or i ride bike through there all the time mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be completely different there's supposed to be 1200 additional cars that go through there in a day that kind of thing and so it does have a big impact if you live around there but i think there are a lot of questions at the core of a city like eau claire which is growing second fastest growing mm-hmm. area in the state only to madison as far as you know population growth and things how do we want to grow? You know, people, if you try to grow up and build a tall building downtown, people are kind of opposed to that because it's too dense. <laughs> and if you try to, you know, build on the fringes of town, that's, you know, sprawl. And it's just like, well, how do you want to do it? And that is the question that you don't want to do it. And then that <laughs> has implications 
you know, for, for tax well, revenues and for, you know, well, and frankly projects. for, yeah, I mean, these are at least Orchard Hills. I imagine they're not going to, it's not, you know, what you call workforce housing. It's not, it's, they're not going to be no. cheap out there, but still, if you're adding new housing in a community that frees up other housing, um, you know, kind of down the, the scale of cost. Mm -hmm. And if we have a big problem in this town about affordable housing, which people have started to talk a lot more seriously about in the past few years, part of the solution is to build more housing, yeah. you know, and, and to, the loosen, other, the to existing, loosen things up. Yeah, and, the existing stock will start to be more affordable and things like right, that. You know. uh, and people talk about, too, I mean, they act like it's, it's you know, oh my gosh, it's a new, somebody's just trying to make a bunch of money and use up a bunch of land. Well, this has actually been a part of the the plan for a while. Since 1979, they had uh, that land considered as a developmental candidate, you know, on the county plan and things. So those are that's why you see the staff and stuff recommending that these things be approved because it has been a part of a long-term plan. Um, but I don't know, I, th I just think it's interesting that Eau Claire has a lot to, to, to wrestle with about how to grow. And I think that, that southern corridor down 93 on both the east and west sides of 93 has been identified as like that's going to be the major growth area of the city moving forward. And right. this is, you know, Deerfield Road comes right off of 93, and this development is just north of Deerfield Road. Um, and you've seen a lot of development on the east side of that highway, you know, with these with these new homes and stuff mm -hmm. going up. So it, you got to grow somewhere, right. in my and, opinion. It, yeah, the, the, the more people we get in this community, you know, growth is good. It has to be done intelligently, but you can't just say we're not going to build more houses anywhere. And we're not going to, we're not going to infill, but we're also not going to add on the edges. And if this is a place that's been identified for 40 years as a place for expansion, mm -hmm. I wouldn't think people would be that surprised that it's actually happening. Sorry, but they are single family homes and stuff too, which also suggests children, which also suggests they need to go to schools. And the South Side schools are already really, really full of kids and mm -hmm. some issues to, to handle there. So <laughs> if you continue to grow on the South Side, you've got school questions, referendum questions. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of big things. But these are these are these are good problems to have in a community. You don't want a community that's actually shrinking. Right. So I think um, I'd rather be talking about where to put new houses than um, which ones to tear down and just. Yeah, we don't know. we don't have like empty blocks, right, and vacant homes, which like does in, happen. Yeah, yeah, in big cities, I mean, there's that's a major problem. So thankfully, people are bullish on growth in some sense. Although you know, if, if I if I had moved down there for the country lifestyle decades ago, and mm. suddenly there's a new subdivision going in, you know, yeah. certainly that's an understandable concern, and there's all the things about traffic and water and all yeah, that at kind this of point stuff. if you want country living for the for like 30 40 years you need to really go out in the middle <laughs> yeah. of nowhere you can't be anywhere montana folks yeah go west <laughs> wyoming baby yeah all right fantastic uh th we're gonna take a quick break but we'll be back and we're gonna be talking about the best of poll so stick around we'll be back with more volume one podcast so, Eric, over this last crazy year, it seems like everybody started a podcast. They did. And, you know, even completely unqualified people like me got jobs mm. hosting podcasts. It's true. I mean, about you being unqualified. I know. Well, thankfully, that's not the case on the new podcast from our very good friends at Royal Credit Union right here in Eau Claire. Oh, that's cool. Hopefully they gave it a more creative name than we did. I mean, we just went with... The Volume 1 Podcast. Hopefully theirs isn't just like the Royal Credit Union Podcast. Nope. <laughs> this one's called Money Donuts. Money Donuts? Wow, that's like two of my favorite things. Yeah, I know. It's where money and donuts meet, and the result is pretty sweet. So we're going there? Yeah, buckle up. The whole show is filled, filled with... Filled with custard, yeah. <laughs> 
filled with financial tips and tricks from expert guests talking about all things money, from saving and spending to earning and lending. That's great and super helpful, but uh, what about the donuts? Well, each snack-sized episode is also sprinkled okay. with... Nice job. Thank you. Sprinkled with talk of tasty donuts of all kinds and how they relate to some of the money topics they cover. You know, it brings a nice glaze of fun to each episode. Okay, that's enough. Well, you started it. I just wanted to rise to the occasion. Okay, this is embarrassing. And like I said, it's so cool that the whole thing is baked right here in Eclair. Is that even a donut? It's the classic oblong cream-filled pastry. Yes, I think it qualifies. Okay, okay. So, Money Donuts, the new podcast from Royal Credit Union. Yep, stream it at rcu.org slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Nick, we've got a sponsor to tell folks about, Deborah Becker of State Farm Insurance, you know, at DebraBecker.com. Yeah, okay, a little insider info here. When we decided to create this podcast, the very first business we wanted to check with for sponsorship was Deborah Becker from State Farm. And that's because she is always up for the new, the experimental, and anything that she thinks is good for the people of Eau Claire and the Chippewa Valley. And she has supported so much stuff from Volume 1 over the years, new publications and community events, uh, videos, really just all kinds of different things. Absolutely. And, you know, it's not just volume one either. I mean, it's the entire community. I mean, they're pumping money into community projects like the Boyd Park Plus, the sculpture tour, uh, concerts, art installations, just so much stuff that the entire community can share. Yeah, it's cool. And that's the thing, because to some degree, to people like us, we're just lay people, insurance, is insurance. We don't know the difference. So I don't. Sometimes you pick your people based on who shares your values in the community. Who do you think's making some cool things happen? And for us, that's for that volume one anyway. That's Deborah Becker with State Farm. And it, it's pretty cool to work, actually work with the people that are sponsoring oh, the podcast. Totally. Deb and Casey there at State Farm. They have their office right downtown, right on Barstow Street. They have everything insured that that Volume 1 does, and in my life, for a bunch of years. Uh, And really, they're just approachable, available, understandable, and above all, they're just decent human beings. And that helps. (laughs) It does help. Uh, So if you need insurancey things, please consider visiting DebraBecker.com. Hey, folks. Welcome back to the Volume 1 podcast. We are cooking uh, I'm back with Rebecca Meneke and Tom Giffey, my fellow editors over at Volume 1, alongside Nick. Uh, and we're going to talk about the best of the Chippewa Valley poll, which is right here in this issue. Uh, just published last week, so we've got all kinds of results about uh, the Chippewa Valley. And it's, uh, it's an annual thing that we do every year where people can vote on their favorite things, from restaurants to businesses to bands and all kinds of stuff. So... And there's lots of results. It changes every single year. Uh, and so we've all brought little different topics to talk about different trends uh, in the poll, uh, some kooky stuff, some upsets, uh, looking deeper at some of the results from this year's poll. And we've all got separate talk, s- topics to talk about. So, Tom, let's start with you with some stats. I was just going to read all all three Statistics. winners for each 317 categories. <laughs> <laughs> just really fast, though. Yeah, really. No. We could speed it up in post. It was amazing to see people turn out like they did just Mm because 2020 was, you know, 2020. But we had 168,000 votes cast, which was crazy. Um, That was up like 12%. Um, Almost 13,000 individual people voted in the poll. Wow. Which, like, how do you quantify that, right? It sounds like a big number. Um, I compared it with, this is a fun little factoid here. Um, The last time we had a contested city council president race, in Eau Claire was um, back in the spring of 2019, and virtually the same, like within a couple of dozen v- voters, almost 13,000 people voted in that race. Uh, so it's like we basically get as many votes as like 
the people running the town. <laughs> it's not as impressive when you compare it to the presidential race because that got mm-hmm. like you know crazy attention and seventy five percent voter turnout. But it's still like even when you compare it with that, it's like as third as many people voted in our poll as voted like in the city of Eau Claire for president of the United States. <laughs> so we're like you know as third as important. Wow. I'd like to think. That is, um, that but is yeah, a wild cr- thing. crazy like three hundred seventeen. Uh, questions in the poll, everything acupuncture to worst stoplight. Yeah, people often criticize it. Oh, it's just a popularity contest. Well, yes, yeah, so is the race for president <laughs> yeah, exactly. and everything else. It's always a popularity contest. I mean, there's contest. been nearly 40, 44,000 people that have ever voted in this poll across the yeah. community. That's, you know, two-thirds of the population of, 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 the, of the city. So it's it's relevant stuff. Democracy, baby. Right. Yeah. We got it. <laughs> Tom, do you have any more stats? Um, that was a pretty I, I good one. I could bore you with all kinds of numbers, but I think that, that gives people a sense of the enormity. But yeah, basically this this was our biggest yet in terms of votes. Um yeah. I mean, so many so many people and it, it just grows year and year after year after year, which is insane. Um so Becca, let's move it over to you. What do you got? All right. So mine is based on Quick Trip, which is something that we've been talking yes. about quite a bit at Volume 1 All this over past the year. I paid them a visit this morning. <laughs> yeah, honestly. For the best convenience store um category, we had the first, second, and third place winners were Quick Trip in River Prairie, Gulf Road, and Water Street. But then following first, second, and third place was, and I quote Quick Trip on Black Avenue, Quick Trip on West MacArthur Avenue, Quick Trip on Brackett Avenue, and then a break for Casey's. Don't know how that <laughs> yeah. one ended up in there. And then Quick Trip on Bryan Street, Quick Trip on Spooner Avenue, mm. Quick Trip on Grav a- Avenue. Anyway, we get the picture. It keeps going. Yeah. The Quick Trip on Spooner is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe the one on MacArthur, which is the one I go to, mm. was like seventh. 13 out of the top 15 vote getters in this category were quick trips, uh, which is ins- and all the way at number 15 was the quick trip on Madison Street, mm-hmm. which is mine. Uh, it's too bad. <laughs> Looks like you have to move. But yeah, only Casey's General Store came in at number eight, and uh, the corner store on Highway 93, which is family owned, came in at number uh, 13. So, uh, quick trip is just completely dominant. My favorite thing is the fact that the Water Street one got third. Yeah. Like there's not even the gas there yeah. and they somehow won third place. So all these other Quick Trips and it's gas huge. stores that. Um, Quick Trip also won uh, number one best social media presence mm-hmm. and uh, number one best place that's open 24 hours. So just all over the poll. People love Quick Trip here. I think we need to make a category that's just best Quick Trip and then. Yeah. Best convenience store, not Quick Trip. Yeah, I think, yeah, we did that years ago with like, you know, to exclude Boney Bear from like best band. So I think maybe we need to do that with, you know, best non, non Quick Trip. Or just not have a best convenience store category. Yeah. Uh, well, wow, yeah. crush the vibe. Yeah. yeah. Shout out the corner store, though. They've, they've been holding it down up there for a long time. Hopefully they'll get to number 12 next year, number 11. Eventually they'll, they'll break that top. Three. So basically all the other gas stations just need to work together to beat Quick Trip. Exactly. Okay, so they sh- <laughs> there should be some like working together here a little bit. That's what Quick Trip is doing. <laughs> That's called a chain. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking Jeez. of sad corporate chain success stories, uh, that's my topic coming up here. Really? Um you know, we we take great lengths to get some corporate chains out of our poll and focus most on the mm-hmm. on the local stuff, but people just people can't help but vote for some of that stuff. So that's why you see, you know, Amazon and Spotify in the best place to buy music. Uh, Texas Roadhouse is in best restaurant for steak. Olive Garden's in best Italian restaurant. Uh, hey. Buffalo Wild Wings best wings. Uh, I don't know. So lots of stuff in there. 
Um, but I, I wanted to look closer at the kind of eatery slash bar we most need mm. um, and and kind of sniff out that category for how many corporate chains are in that one. And there are quite a bit, but there's a lot of good creative answers in there too that wouldn't that wouldn't necessarily lend themselves to chains. So uh, Chick-fil-A won that category. That's the eatery we most need mm. here is Chick-fil-A. They also won number three and biggest thing we should make happen soon. So people really oh, want terrible. that chicken. People are oh. aiming um, high. <laughs> yep. Is Chick-fil-A that good? Uh, supposedly, yes. Uh, like, has anyone things. here eaten it once? I have. Has nobody else tried I haven't. Chick-fil-A? I haven't. I'm a Popeye's boy. Wow. I mean, it's one thing for it to be in like the restaurant that we need, but mm-hmm. for it to place in the biggest thing we should make happen <laughs> yeah. soon is the most yep. abysmal <laughs> failure of a culture. Yeah, that, that category goes Trader Joe's in number one, oh, two, affordable housing, three, Chick-fil-A. At least so. affordable housing is an idea. That's right. something yeah. we can work towards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to juxtapose yeah, you know, next to Chick-fil-A is, is an embarrassment. And honestly, yeah. hot take, Chick-fil-A isn't as good as people make it sound. It's just chicken. Like <laughs> yeah, it's, You can get you chicken lots so of places. Bad. There's lots of great, we have a whole category. Look right. in your local newsstand <laughs> to find, or our website to find out the best places to get chicken. Um, lot, lots of, lots of, uh, Lots of chains in that category, though. Uh, the top, the top, now out of the top three, though, number two was Waterfront Dining in downtown Eau Claire, and number three was an Indian restaurant that isn't in the mall. But <laughs> further down the list, if you look down, uh, Cracker Barrels in there, Waffle House is in there, Dave and Buster's, Portillo's, IHOP, uh, In and Out Burger. <laughs> They're never coming out here. That's West Coast. <laughs> uh, Chili's, Panda Express, yeah. which is actually <clears throat> coming to town. Uh, Popeyes is in there, so lots of lots of chicken restaurant. Raising Cane's was down there too, so lots of chicken sandwich. I'm places. hungry, um, yeah. but yeah, there's a lot of uh, good good things further down that category too for eateries that would actually be pretty cool. Like um, you know, a rooftop bar and grill in downtown Eau Claire, somewhere with German food. It does uh, say something too, though, that most responses are just people thinking of you know the corporate places <laughs> yeah. that they've seen advertised. Like exactly. Only some people mm-hmm. actually think, "What would you create out of nothing and in, mm-hmm. in something new and create?" So that's also sad. I'm going to be a depressing <laughs> <laughs> voice on this whole. That's whole well, yeah, situation. I mean, but that doesn't mean that if you opened up the Chick Fil A, that it'd be successful. You know. I think people, well, I bet it would. Tom, you're in you're in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. <laughs> I bet it would. Tom. Okay, maybe, but not all of those things. It takes somebody with some creativity to say, "Hmm, maybe I should open an X." And mm. X is actually really popular because mm. people find out they they it was something that they wanted, but they didn't know they wanted. Right. I think it also inspires. Right. You look at the the types of food that those restaurants serve, right? And then it inspires, oh, well, what are we missing in Eau Claire? And I think that, like, for example, Chiquelle's Soul Food Mm -hmm. um, restaurant, which recently opened, um, they're serving Chicago-style food, which I thought was really cool because I I grew up in Chicago. Um, And it just, I don't know, it's like they're they're finding places that we don't have and you can fill it with, right, like local eats that, I don't know, fill that you know, yeah. corporate. We need some deep dish pizza. Does anybody right. have that was on there? Yeah. That was actually See, number that's, four. That that's was number four. I'm not saying category. we need a specific chain. Exactly. We need somebody <laughs> somebody to make serves the big, that. The big thick pies. Right. So I think it like you take the corporate idea and then you put somebody local with the right amount of you know enthusiasm for the project, and then you have a stunning new restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like it works really well. I think so. I don't know. I think seeing Chick Fil A on there just tells me that we need more chicken places. <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Tom, do you have another one? Yeah, I I, I kind of wanted to to look at the undefeated ones. Yes, mm. which we we have this list every year. We call it a Hall of Fame, and obviously over the years, fewer and fewer places have hung on with their nails and their teeth to the top spot. So <laughs> I want to give a shout out to the three 
all-time winners. Mm-hmm. Now Every, this is 14 years 14 in a row. 14 years won, in a row. Since we started the poll. Yeah. yeah. We weren't asking about Quick Trip back then. <laughs> but <laughs> best dance floor, Scooters, scooters Bar. Scooters, yeah. of course. Mm-hmm. Scooters. Yeah, you can't beat Scooters. Favorite local that. author. We should have taken him out probably <laughs> to give someone else a chance, but it's Michael Perry, obviously. 14 years in 14 a row. Years. And he, also all of his books this year. It was like best local yeah. book published He came out with year. like three books in yeah. one year. It was like all him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then best campground, a place that I, I had never been to actually, sadly, until this past year, uh, Coon Fork Lake County Park, best mm-hmm. campground. Coon Fork. Mm-hmm. So, Coon Fork um, is great. We had a fourth the year before, but pour, <laughs> pour one out for Savers. <laughs> Savers They're is no longer around. the best thrift store. They're still around, but they uh, uh, Hope Gospel uh, mm-hmm. beat them for best <laughs> thrift store. They hit number two. That's so. a huge upset. That is kind of, yeah. I mean... E- not the not the most exciting category, maybe, but if you're looking for used furniture, <laughs> yeah, they really have b- better furniture on yeah. like Hope Gospel I mean, does. Mm-hmm. I oh, still have up sense. Savers when I need Halloween costumes. So, yeah, Savers. You know, is the spot. all is not lost. But another t- longtime yeah, winner. Another one. Shout out for um, McKay and Donuts, mm-hmm. who I think for about twelve years had had uh, either. I think we changed the name of the category: best radio duo slash best um, best radio show. Uh, Donuts got laid off at kind of the beginning of 2020 by iHeartMedia, which owns a... a Pour one out for donuts. Pour one out for donuts. And then Mike McKay on his own won um, Best Radio Show. And then he got laid off at the end of the year because there was some more corporate restructuring. So I'm not even sure what they have on the mornings in B95 right now, but they lost these two guys that obviously were super popular with the listeners and had won the poll a lot of times, so... Sadly, um, those are people you won't whose names you won't see in the poll in the future. People still listen to the radio? Apparently. <laughs> okay. Uh, Becca, let's move over to you. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, so mine was uh, the category best new product or service. Mm. I've been talking with a lot of people in interviews who really, really miss the library, like just going to the library and, and searching for books. I know I'm, I'm one of those people. I'm kind of bookish. So um, in first place was the, the best new product or service was contact-free pickup and in-person library appointments at the L.E. Phillips Memorial Public Library. And then second place was Yosef's Cheesecake Cupcakes. Mm. And then third place was grab-and-go library appointments at the Altoona Public Library. So I thought that was very funny <laughs> how it's like a library and then cheesecake cupcakes and then a library. Yeah. So book, my, cheesecake book. <laughs> my proposal is like the L.E. Phillips Memorial Public Library is expanding, if I'm not mistaken. They're yeah. moving. Um, I'd like to see them incorporate cheesecake cupcakes into <laughs> their new location. I like not a bad. I mean, they have seriously. I think, and I don't know if it's part of the current plan, and I don't know how how it would work. But mm-hmm. I mean, there are public libraries that have put in like coffee shops yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, it's a natural connection there. No, get and Chick Fil A and Yosef's <laughs> cheesecake cupcakes was looking to come to Eau Claire, but the location that they had mm-hmm. settled on, like suddenly closed or they couldn't they couldn't work it out so i think i don't know the library sounds like a really good next option <laughs> like nothing seems better than getting your cheesecake cupcakes and or a good maybe book. A, at least like a little you know a little cart yeah in front of the library i've yeah. heard very like very they good book, they have the book bike they could have the, yeah. the, mm, the cheesecake, cheesecake bike, bike. <laughs> cheesecake cart very very good things about those cupcakes mm-hmm. though the cheesecake cupcakes i think it's genius like that's my vote for best new product. Yeah, <laughs> they went wild over the pandemic times. Yeah. Like they opened, what was they it? They opened like, right, right away, like February or January mm-hmm. or something of last year, um, and then they started doing takeout right away. Just like yeah, super good stuff. Been meaning to get that and haven't yet. But I'm going to treat myself today. Treat Let's go. Treat yeah. 
Um, okay, let's move on. I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the worst categories. You know, generally the best of poll is a very positive thing, I think. You know, just celebrating the best of what makes this community great. But we do have a couple of, uh, a couple of categories that are the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically, uh, worst road, worst intersection for pedestrians, and I believe uh, worst stoplight. So, and these, these, all three of those came from a category that we used to have in the poll that was poll category we should add next year. So it was people's mm -hmm. opportunity to give us suggestions for new categories. And three years in a row, I think we have worst road, worst stoplight, worst intersection for pedestrians. So people, you know, you could tell there's energy out there that people really wanted to hear about the worst stuff, specifically uh, traffic related. Um, <laughs> so it's interesting. I don't know. We have a worst road, but why not? A best road, you know? Can we celebrate some of our roads? <laughs> no. <laughs> if I had to choose a best road, which I will right now, I'm going to go with Galloway mm. Street right here in front of uh, the Lakely where we are recording this and in front of Volume 1. I park on Galloway Street every day. You get to drive by Banbury Place. There's always turkeys crossing the road in front of you, wildlife everywhere I'm right gonna, along the river. I'm going to veto this. There's a... <laughs> You gotta wait for the train sometimes. <laughs> I think that's fun. It's a Somebody moment of mindfulness. Yes, yeah, pause and reflect. That's I what got the train stop I, is for. I was parked there a couple years ago when we had all the snow. Somebody knocked my side view mirror off and didn't leave a note. I've almost been run over how many times crossing the street here because the people don't slow down for pedestrians, <laughs> as uh, is okay. the law in Wisconsin. Ooh. <laughs> No, it's a nice street. It's but beautiful. Also, I, don't go on his lawn. <laughs> <laughs> you get to see the garbage swan. You get to, yeah. It is a nice street. It's a beautiful historic street. The S Bridge It's is the right drivers there. that make it bad. <laughs> we should do worse driver next yeah. year, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, best stoplight? Uh, probably not. Best, inter best intersection for pedestrians? Is there a good one? Uh, no, um, but I can't remember why we got rid of the the poll category. We should add next year. Like we haven't done that the last couple of years. Mm, yeah, we should. We um, should. I mean, but we should bring it back. Probably. No guarantee there's, we'll add it. There's but. already over 300 categories, so yeah, it's not exactly like mm, we need more. No. <laughs> but mm -mm. and we think of new ones every year anyway. But uh, yeah, so it's it's kind of weird to reflect on those negative ones, but it's kind of fun to have those in there a little bit to spice it up too. Yeah, I think I think we we could also just flip and do a bizarro word world poll yes. where mm. everything is worst like yeah. worst french fries okay what place got the one vote at the bottom <laughs> sorry folks we should do that fries. in the next issue <laughs> do do the best and then the, the worst, worst of yeah the um yeah i think people need to know so as we thing. as we found out people love making negative comments online yeah. i was gonna say this is like that a healthy a, healthy want, outlet we want to we want to build that online churn <laughs> and it's like a healthy outlet like that you can fight about that that's mm -hmm. fine that's yeah, healthy totally you know? You don't All like right. French fries? Fine, you know. <laughs> Tom, you have uh, you have another last. Yeah, I just wanted to to, to uh, another another sad farewell, most likely from the poll. Uh, Dragonetti's, the owners, mm -hmm. announced last fall that they are getting out of the business. Um, they're going to sell the place, so that has been a mainstay in the restaurant scene for mm -hmm. decades. Family-owned restaurant right there in Altoona. All right. Um, yeah, and they they had won, I think, about ten straight years as best Italian restaurant had been supplanted in the past couple of years by Mona Lisa's, which 
technically is a Mediterranean restaurant if you want to get really technical. <laughs> Drag's still came in number two in that in mm-hmm. that category this past year. And then um, Olive Garden. And then Olive three. Garden, we're here, your family. So Olive Garden's looking to take the steal yeah. there for the but, top spot, maybe. But they are selling that place. I think they're going to close it once they get this, the sale done. Somebody could buy it. And turn it into another Italian restaurant. Yeah. Because it had been a... a or a Chick-fil-A. Or a Chick-fil-A. Or both. <laughs> An Italian Chick-fil-A, maybe. Italian pour, Chick-fil-A. Pour out a glass of red wine for Dragonetti's. <laughs> ah, too bad. Becca, you have one more to talk I about? I do, okay. yeah, you bet. So um, I looked at the category Best Local Beer, Specific Brew, <laughs> mm. and I thought this was very interesting because it looks as if the brewing project and Kugels have been head and head, like neck and neck, since 2015, when this wow. category was introduced. And that was actually the first and only year that Kugels beat the brewing project, which I thought, I don't know, I thought that was funny. I like a good competition. <laughs> yeah. So I went through and I looked at all of the votes that have ever been done on the brewing project or Kugels <laughs> because, yeah, ever. Wow. Um, because they have quite a few, right, different flavors, different types of beer and things that are popular. And it turns out Kugels has more different flavors, more but different they, rank, they rank lower. So that means the fewer beers that the brewing project has are better. (laughs) So I just, I thought that was really interesting. Mm -hmm. And I also want to propose that the brewing project and Line and Kugels do at least one like collaboration (laughs) where they do a beer together so they both can place in first place. Shandy Puff Tart Mm -hmm. Gunpowder IPA. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hey, yeah, it it is sort of a David and Goliath in a sense because, you know, uh, Line and Kugels is part of a multinational conglomerate. Mm -hmm. And Brewing Project is a small local guy, but, um, you know, Linus has collaborated with um, Chippewa River. What is it? The distillery. The distillery up there Mm -hmm. in Chippewa Falls. Um, And I think uh, Brewing Project has collaborated with brewers from around the country, even some some big ones. I remember they brewed something special for the uh, Eau Claire Music Fest a few Mm -hmm. years ago. So, hey. I'm just saying, I think that's a good opportunity to, you know... Maybe bump Lining Kugels be, up for would once. Be, that would be pretty cool. I and don't know if I believe that Lining Kugels has had more beers than the Brewing Project, though, because the Brewing Project feels like they're coming out with something new. In that the, people have a, voted for, oh, at least. Voted for, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, no, that they've they voted They have been for. around for over 150 <laughs> okay. years, so I, I think the volume of yeah. output and the variety <laughs> has, has exceeded. Well, maybe. I don't know. The Brewing Project could catch up in 150 years or so. Give, give them, them time. 150, yeah. Yeah. Give them no, time. I think it's awesome that in a, in our community we can support both, you know, this historic um, place that's been around forever, even if it is part of this, you know, big conglomerate, which gets, frankly, gets their beers all mm-hmm. over the country mm-hmm. because of that connection. And we can also support the guy who has, like, pulled himself up by the bootstraps and built this amazing um, place through basically sheer force of will, <laughs> um, uh, literally, w- literally, with that place. And we can support them both. Yeah. I mean, there's never enough beer to drink anyway. No, so. it's Wisconsin, Amen. right? Amen. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close with uh, this, which is um, I was looking at, uh, looking at the poll this year, and I was thinking, you know, we, we've had a lot of the same categories for a while, and maybe, mm. maybe in the future we have an opportunity to get a little edgier with the poll. You know what I mean? Like... Um, you know, we have a little bit of that in there now. We have best place to buy a motorcycle, and we have best tattoo artist. <laughs> um, but I think we can do more for the badasses of our community. Um, so I came up with a cu- with a couple of new categories that I think we should add. Uh, okay. Best place to buy a leather jacket. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, best place to put up graffiti. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lots of places where you could do that. Park Parking ramp. Uh, <laughs> best place to hide from the cops. 
wow. b- best place to buy a butterfly knife. <laughs> we got to get a butterfly knife emporium. Uh, best place to get into a fist fight. I feel like there's there's endless things that we can do to make it a little bit edgier. Are you going to populate these categories? Sure. I think you're the <laughs> See, I think you're the edgiest one in the room, which is a little bit sad. Maybe. I kind of wow. want to know how many people would vote in those categories. I feel like mm. there's a very silent majority of edgy people in <laughs> Chippewa Valley that we just don't know best, about. Best neck tattoo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Best Who's guy best guy named Snake. Or what is it? Like the the lip tattoo too where you like do the inner part of your oh, lip. Yeah. I don't know, mm-hmm. that's pretty edgy. That's yeah. getting more popular now best, too. Best knuckle tattoo phrase. Mm. <laughs> So I, you know, I think I think there's a real opportunity there. And didn't you say it, Tom? You said the other day we used to have a bar Swear category. Swear to God, I was not I was not working here then. But you look at the results from the first poll, and there was I believe it was called toughest bar. Toughest. That was you know when when there were still some pretty pretty rough t- places down in downtown Eau Claire. A couple of which still exist, but I think are a little different than they used to be. <laughs> See, I want that category back because like me being right, cute little Becca, not rough and tough at all. I want to go find the toughest bars and just walk in, and everybody's like, "What is she doing here?" And then you then you hustle, and them then up. I hu- yeah, yeah, hustle right. them in get the pool a, table. Get That's a couple what happens fights in the movie, right? Yeah, find the biggest guy there and start a fight yeah. with him right away. Yep, exactly. So I think yeah. we need to bring that pool thing back. I would love to see that just for that reason, <laughs> just that one. That's it. Fantastic. All right, that'll do it for our best of uh, best of talk. Thank you guys so much for being here. Yeah. Uh, this was great, fun little volume one time. Uh, we'll be right back with more volume one podcast. Nick, one of the reasons we all live in the Chippewa Valley is for the beauty that surrounds us right. here. You know, the woods, the water, but but to get serious for a second, if you want to enjoy all that splendor, you got to take care of your eyes. You really do, and that's why it's so helpful to have a full-service operation like the Chippewa Valley Eye Clinic right here in Eau Claire. Right, we've told you about them on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. You know, they offer routine eye exams for glasses and contacts, LASIK surgery, cataract surgery, eyelid surgery, treatment for glaucoma, Yeah, and so not much only more. all of that, but now they have expanded their services to include vitreoretinal surgery as well. And that's a mm-hmm. big deal for this area because previously some patients maybe had like a retinal detachment. Ooh, that sounds serious. No, it is. And they would often have to be sent to the Twin Cities to undergo surgery. But now we have a highly qualified provider offering these services right here in Eau Claire. That's so great. Like, so whatever you need to take care of those eyes, don't put it off. Call to schedule your appointment today. Find more information at cveclinic.com. That's Chippewa Valley Eye Clinic. Seeing, Seeing the, the future. future. Welcome back to the Volume 1 podcast, folks. Uh... Wow, what a good episode. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we have the entire crew on for the outro, which has never happened before. Becca, how are you feeling your first time on the pod? I was like about to throw up, I think, at the beginning, but now it's like, man, I want to be on every time. This is so cool. I always throw up after okay. uh, and yeah. before. So, I'm, yeah. See, I hadn't gotten that like expertise quite yet. God. You'll learn. You'll learn. Yeah, one of these days. Uh, Tom, uh, Tom I, I thank you during, for returning. I threw up during, but we edited it out. <laughs> I'm an old, I did this once before, and I got to sit where Nick is sitting right now and press the big button to record, which, you know, I, I'm kind of missing having some power, but it was still fun. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, well, yeah. Thank, thank you guys again for being here. Uh, this was great. Uh, make sure, make sure you go online and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, we're on all the platforms: Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, go to the Volume One website. Go check it out there. Uh, it's all over. I want to thank our sponsors again: uh, DeborahBecker.com, Selling State Farm Insurance, Royal Credit Union, and the Chippewa Valley Eye Clinic for their support. We thank you so much. That it means everything to us. Uh, and thanks to the whole crew uh, here today. Thanks to Nick and Joel and Alex on tech, of course, and Becca and Tom for lending their expertise to the best of discussion. 
and the panel. Uh, yeah, feeling great. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll see you all next time. folks thanks for watching the volume one podcast hey while you're here if you like what you see click subscribe maybe like the video share the video with your friends check out other episodes of the podcast it's gonna be a lot of fun thank you for watching